Therapy Chat Podcast, episode 168. This is the Therapy Chat Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. Today, I'm so excited to be talking with a very interesting guest, Irene Siegel, PhD. She's the co-director of Centerpoint in Huntington, New York, where she conducts her integrative psychotherapy practice and teaches meditation and healing. Irene is an approved EMDR consultant and teacher. She studied the ancient healing arts of shamanism throughout North and South America and teaches the integration of Western psychotherapy and science with ancient healing arts, as depicted in her recently published book, The Sacred Path of the Therapist, Modern Healing, Ancient Wisdom, and Client Transformation. As a teacher and lecturer, she has broken through traditional barriers, presenting at numerous conferences, introducing the innovative concept of integrating shamanism, mindful awareness, and resonance into psychotherapy. Irene, thank you so much for being my guest on Therapy Chat today. Well, thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate it. Yes, I'm so happy. And I would love if you could, just for our audience, tell them a bit about yourself and your work. Well, I actually got my master's in social work in the late 70s. That kind of dates me. And I, I've worked as a psychotherapist ever since. I started in psychiatric hospitals and then in private practice. I've been in private practice a really, really long time. But the other aspect of me is that I've always been a meditator. I mean, ever since I can remember, I, I joke about it. I tell people that I came out of the womb meditating. <laughs> and, and when I was in my late 20s, I decided that I needed a teacher. And I found a teacher, um, actually, some of your audience might know of him, Dr. Alberto Vialdo. I worked with him for many years. He was really my first teacher. He was a wonderful teacher. And um, I was taking a class at the Omega Institute called Trans States and Healing. And I get there, and he starts talking about the shaman. And I wondered, what is this man talking about? I never heard of this. And at that point in time, people didn't even know the word shaman. After the first morning, I knew I knew this work. 
And it was really amazing. And, you know, he explained how the shaman is the caretaker of the earth and that he works with a master teacher in South America who really wanted to bring this knowledge to the Westerners because he felt the earth was dying and that to heal the earth, the new shamans need to come from the West. So it was during that program, it was about a five-day program, that the last night of the program, I had a dream and I dreamt that there were two Incans waving me through a doorway. And so I knew at some point I would follow that path. And about three years later, I won't get into all the circumstances. You could actually, if anyone's interested, you could read it in my first book, The Eyes of the Jaguar. I ended up basically being guided and thrown down to South America. And it started years of study in this practice. And I learned the tools of shamanism. And, you know, the shaman learns how to journey into what they call the non-ordinary reality. And they believe that this ordinary world is just, um, you know, it's just one level of reality and that we can go deep within ourselves and make a deep connection to spirit and to nature. And that's just as real. So I wondered then after my first trip there, how am I ever going to integrate this? And I heard in my head, it will be integrated. I was very fortunate to actually work as a social work supervisor at the time for a psychiatric hospital where I was um, working in the community services, services division. And my supervisor, the head of the division, actually invited me to speak to the division about this way of healing. So it, I got a lot of support around they it. They were way ahead of their time. They were way ahead of their time. And I got a lot of support around it. And then, um, and then in, I think it was the, let's see, 1996, I took, tr I took the training in um, EMDR. And um, I am an EMDR-approved consultant. I do a lot of EMDR, which stands for eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. And it's a great tool for reprocessing trauma. But I learned the tools of EMDR, which includes bilateral stimulation. And originally, it was done with eye movement. That's certainly one way to do it. It's in the title of the, of the technique. But I was using um, headphones with music that would go from ear to ear, and my clients would close their eyes during processing. I would close my eyes, and amazing things started happening in the sessions. So I'll never forget the first client who came in after I took the training. I had already been working with her, and she had remembered an early incident of being molested, and she felt that she wasn't lovable. And using the tools for EMDR, which we can talk about in depth another time, but in that experience, she's sitting quietly, I'm sitting quietly, and in my internal experience, I see the room light up. And I just sense, with my shamanic sensing, I sense her energy field expanding. She opens her eyes and she goes, oh my God, I just realized God loves me. And if God loves me, I must be lovable. And we just process from there. And that story, actually, that story and many others are in my book. So it was amazing things were happening in my office. And I wondered, are other therapists having this experience where their clients are just awakening consciously and using that conscious awakening to not just process their trauma, but to go beyond trauma? where clients would start to see their trauma as an opening to a spiritual path.
it was pretty amazing. So that's when I decided to go for a PhD in transpersonal psychology. And I had graduated with that degree in 2011 from the Institute of Transpersonal Psychology. It's currently called Sophia University. And um, I started my research to meet the requirements of the program to really research our other therapists having this experience. And I found that those trained in a transpersonal approach who had a spiritual background and would meditate were having similar experiences without words put to it. So it's really been from then that I've been writing and I've been writing in journals and I wrote my book and I've been speaking at conferences and the EMDR International Association has been extremely supportive of this. And I've taught for years about EMDR as a transpersonal psychology. So that's what leads me to where I am today and how my book got written because I felt that I needed to take what I've learned through my research, through my teaching and through my personal experience and really present a model that I think is the model of the future in terms of psychotherapy. So that's who I am and that's why I'm here. Wonderful. I can't believe you were able to put all that into a nutshell, but thank you. That's, that's amazing. And so, you know, when you talked about the, the energy field expanding, the light that you saw with your client, I don't know if you said energy field expanding, but I know that I am not trained in transpersonal psychotherapy, and I definitely have had moments in therapy where there was something happening between both of us, myself and the client, that was a different consciousness. You know, I was still aware and present and in the room, you know, not dissociative. I have to, you know, check myself as a trauma therapist. Something happened and it's, it was almost trance-like that it's almost like time slowed down. Something was shifting and the client would just have some amazing, incredible, deep insight some new awareness that was like, just like what happened with your client. I didn't see a light because I didn't have anything to develop this. It was more of an internal, you know, an intuitive sense of what was happening. But yes, you know, we were both like, wow, right. Something really big just happened. And that was before I, that was before I had any somatic training or anything. So it was like, I know those moments happen in therapy sessions, but if the therapist doesn't know what it is or where to go with it, I'm sure the potential isn't being, you know, completely met for what could be happening in that time. Yeah, I I really think you're right. You know, now, because I was a student of shamanism, I know how to journey in those spaces, but that kind of peak experience can happen. I mean, there's even transpersonal research that shows that, you know, exceptional human experiences, this was coined by, by White in, uh, you know, many, many years ago, can happen in a therapy session. So the question is, so why does it happen? And, um, you know, it, I do believe that when you get into those silent spaces, whatever the therapeutic modality is that you're using, if you could get into that, quiet space where there's inner focus Mm -hmm. and the therapist and the client are paying attention to those inner cues, not just the outer cues. Yes. There is the potential to that expansion. Now it can be just a peak experience. And then for any of us, we, you know, we can think about an experience that was a peak experience and we said, Oh my God, that, Oh my God moment. Well, how do I recreate that? 
And often that's what sends somebody on a spiritual path, you know, a path of initiation. We're not used to in traditional psychology thinking about that as a part of psychology, and yet it shows up in sessions. And I, you know, many of the therapists that I've been teaching really have said to me, this has happened, but I've never had words for it before, and I never really knew how to access this. Mm-hmm. So my focus has been helping therapists realize how to access this, this within themselves, because I do believe that what we hold energetically in ourselves as therapists impacts what happens in the shared field. Now, in Western psychology, there actually has been research about the shared field, the shared field of coherence. HeartMath has done a lot of research on this, mm. the Cradian children. You know, they talk about the coherent field that's shared. You know, even Dan Siegel, although he doesn't talk about um, the energy field per se, he talks about interpersonal neurobiology. Right. That we can, you know, be in an intimate relationship with someone and there is a mirroring that happens. And he describes it in terms of brain function and he's great at that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, you kind of bring those pieces together and it, it somewhat parallels the teachings of these ancient wisdom traditions. So I find that when I train therapists in the skills of mindfulness and resonance, not only do they start to have experiences that are extraordinary, they start to report that their clients are having experiences that take them beyond just healing a trauma and really into reaching a full potential and into, into knowing that essential self, you know, that true self, you know, beyond just the egoic self or, you know, the ordinary self. Yes. So it's, yeah, it's been really exciting for me to see therapists evolve that way. And sometimes in my classes, I just, this goes beyond my own expectations. I mean, I was teaching EMDR as a transpersonal therapy in Hawaii a couple of years ago, and I'm doing it again this year. But in the class, no, it's like amazing. I I had a um, Hawaiian shaman that joined me in the class and we did some shamanic work. But in the class, I always integrate meditation And these therapists were having awakening experiences that then we brought into an EMDR protocol. So it's very exciting for me to help therapists recognize how they could create an energetic environment that would open up the possibilities for their clients' process. So that hopefully is what is explained in my book. You know, I talk about in the book, and I hope I take people through a process where whether you're a therapist or a potential client or just somebody interested in the field, where you can start to understand what's happening within the therapist and the client in a shared space that allows greater consciousness and spiritual awareness to come through. Yes, it sounds incredible and i'm like right now completely sold on wanting to attend one of your classes but um <laughs> deal with that later but um <laughs> you know i'm just i'm feeling so struck that it seems this is potentially happening and already within the therapeutic relationship when the energy you know and i mean i think of course 
our own attachment styles as therapists do play a part in how well the therapeutic relationship can develop. So, you know, how open are we and how open is the client and how does that mesh together? But, you know, as I work with my clients, typically for usually at least, I mean, a minimum minimum of a year, but usually, you know, like three years Mm -hmm. or so or more because they're working with to heal with complex trauma from childhood. So right. you know, that's a, a slow work. And the relationship is such an you know, integral part of that work. But it feels like this, the potential is there for this, but if the therapist doesn't know what it is or is afraid of it, that you know, that's going to limit how deep it can go. But some of the things that I jotted down from your book that really resonated for me, in one part in the beginning, you talk about the therapist maintains a centered spiritual resonance, uses internal intuitive senses to track information and energy flow. So what, like, can you teach us a little bit more now, just briefly about energy flow? Because I think, you know, quote unquote, woo woo stuff is some therapists just think that that's not part of what psychotherapy is, but the energy field between all of us as humans is there. Right. So like, it's kind of interesting too, because in Western thinking, well, especially I love Dan Siegel. I love his work. You know, he too. talks about information and energy flow between people. He talks about it very scientifically, but he's really talking in a way that's very familiar to me through shamanism, information and energy flow. Therapists, we've all had that moment. You wake up in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh, did I do my notes? Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore when you use therapy notes. Therapy notes makes it easy to write your notes, get them done quickly, but thoroughly. My group practice has used therapy notes for six years and everyone always finds it easy to use. But the best thing is if you do need help, you can call their customer service number and a person answers the phone. And anytime I've ever had to use it, which is maybe three times in the past six years, my issue has been resolved easily with a cheerful demeanor in 15 minutes or less. So I highly recommend Therapy Notes. And don't forget, go to therapynotes.com and use promo code chat to get two free months. If we go back to the example that I gave about my client, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there as a therapist and I'm always kind of getting into this state of centeredness and I am always kind of opening to what I feel is a flow between me and a larger spiritual force. So I might sense myself kind of being more expansive or I feel energy tingling through my spine. I feel my connection to the earth. And that's kind of how I kind of get into it. I I imagine the connection to the earth. I imagine the connection to a star above me. And I just let the energy flow. And then I teach the client through the process how to get really quiet and still. Now, I don't specifically teach them meditation, although with some I may. I don't teach them guided imagery, although with some I may. It's really kind of just being present while they are in silent space. And so for me, using the intuitive skills that I've developed, which are 
inner vision, into direct intuitive knowing, inner healing, kinesthetic senses, feeling things moving through your body. I mean, you know, all of this is part of a way to kind of know your senses on those deeper levels. So I'm sitting with my client and all of a sudden the room expands. So what that means to me is I might sense internally a light getting brighter in the room. I might sense a pulsation in my body as my energy field and that of the client starts to come together. It could feel for me initially kind of like rocky waters. You know, we're not in resonance. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not a good or a bad thing. It just is what it is. And then I just hold myself in a centered place. I'm not doing anything to the client. I'm just staying steady in my own energy. I'm not resonating with their energy. I am attuning to my own. And I hold that steady in the shared field. The client then has the option. Do they want to attune to that or not? It's an unconscious choice. But mm. they make the choice that's right for them. And if they start to attune, their perceptions expand. Like my client who said, oh my God, God loves me. I must be lovable. That changed everything for her. You know, that changed her feelings about herself. That changed her, her the way she related to other people. It changed the type of men she chose to bring into her life. The way she so, sees the world. The way she sees the world. Yeah. So clients start to see their trauma from a larger, more conscious perspective. I can't tell you how many of my clients would start to say to me, I just realized that this trauma was an opening to my spiritual path. I hadn't seen it that way. And now their life changes. You know, when I interviewed therapists for my research study, many of them said they don't say a word about spirituality. They don't say anything. They just hold themselves steady in the field. And the client starts to evolve. They might start to take meditation classes or take yoga classes or read about meditation or, you know, whatever, because they're accessing it within their own field. And this is a very spiritual perspective. Um, you see it in shamanism. You see it in, in Eastern spiritual traditions, in mysticism, you know, where there's an understanding that the frequency in the field changes, changes what happens individually to us. And that is the basis of homeopathy. If we take a frequency of a higher level and we bring it into a frequency of a lower level, the lower will match the higher, not the other way around. So my, my idea about this is why can't that apply to human interaction? Because I see it all the time and I think it really does apply. You know, so I believe that it's what I have cultivated in my field that affects what happens in the session. And therapists can learn to do this. Individuals can learn to do this. The tools that I give in the book are really simple tools. And even in the book, in the, at the end of the introduction, I have a link if people actually want to hear my meditations and they can use them. It's, it's for free. It just goes along with the book. You know, you can tune Wonderful. in. And, you know, I take you on guided meditations to teach you how to do this. So I'm not sure of the original question, but. Uh, <laughs> Me either. But, okay. But so it's using mindfulness to get really still and quiet, to notice your internal senses. It's resonance to sense the shared experience in the field and resonating with a larger cosmic whole. And that changes 
the outcome of the process. So it's not just about healing the trauma. And I have to tell you, even in work, I also work with complex PTSD, early childhood trauma, and there can be a lot of time spent in the process of resourcing, you know, creating internal resources for the client before you attack a trauma head on. And I've created what I called cosmic resourcing, you know, bringing in parts of them beyond, beyond the ego states that one might work with. Um, So, so that's how I blend this together. And I, and although I do EMDR, any therapist can really do this if they allow for the quiet centered internal spaces to come to the surface for them. It's, um, it's incredible. It's so exciting. And, you know, I love that your book is called the sacred path of the therapist. And to me, just that name is so resonant because, you know, we want to be so like clinically detached or we think, you know, that's what we're initially taught we're supposed to be. And, you know, don't get into a rescuer thing and, you know, and, and you're not, it's, but, but there is a healing aspect of becoming a therapist in terms of like, just like a doctor, it's someone who wants to help people heal. So you, there is something really sacred about that. And I think, you know, I feel like that's, you know, if you think about like IFS and parts work, it's like a part of ourselves that we kind of exile that, oh, you're not supposed to feel that way about it. But for me, that was so resonant because the intimacy emotionally of the therapeutic relationship is just so deeply powerful and poignant, you know, and what people allow themselves to consider that they don't really have a space to consider any other time, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's really a sacred thing. I, you know, I feel that way. I feel, first of all, always grateful to my clients because I always learn and grow. I open up a sacred space that I bring them into in terms of their own healing space. And, and for a therapist to be able to do that, you have to get out of your ego. You have to stop thinking about what you're doing to or with the client. And although you set goals with the client in the process itself, you have to let go of your attachment to those goals and your attachment to wanting to do something to the client, you know? It's and even not, what's going to happen in the session. Well, right. Because when I let go of my expectations about the session, that's when amazing things happen that go far beyond what I ever could have expected. So you're really learning some basic tools, whether you study shamanism or Buddhism or any Eastern tradition, of getting quiet and still and detaching from the drama and being present and being in your heart. A lot of Buddhist therapists that I interviewed said they don't go anywhere outside of themselves. They just sink into their heart and they're still and they're present. And it is a beautiful experience. So when I work in my office and I can have some really long days, I feel like I'm stepping into this warm bath of beautiful energy Mm. and my day flows and my sessions flow and it's a wonderful experience. I could have a long day and I come out of it feeling really good because you're stepping into that sacred space and, and um, it's sacred for both. There isn't a hierarchy here between client and therapist. Yes. That, because it's what you're saying, taking the ego out of it. It's not, I'm, doing something 
to you. It's like together we're going to co-create something that's going to be different than it was before, you know, for, for a purpose of healing and recovery for, right. for the client. But, you know, it's, it, most people are changed through the experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, you have to be secure in yourself. You have to be able to just let it unfold and notice the mystery. It's beautiful. Wow, thank you for sharing that. And I know that we'll talk about how people can work with you, but even outside of that, what do you think is the, the work that therapists have to do to be able to hold that space that you're talking about, to be centered in that way, even outside of training in the methods? Well, I think, I think they have to feel drawn to that kind of path. You know, because it is, you can't follow that path and not have it be somewhat spiritual in nature. You know, so therapists who are drawn to their own process of healing and awakening, and it doesn't really matter what path you follow, it's just the, the awareness and the interest in following some path. Now, some therapists have said to me, they have spontaneously awoken, and that can happen. And then they start to live a more spiritual life. And others actively seek out a path of spiritual initiation. And then for others, and this is really, I think, true for our clients, you know, for, in shamanism, they call that the path of the wounded healer. You know, you heal your own wounds and you start to know your own personal power and your own ability to work in those spaces and that you're there to heal others because you're changing. So I think the therapist first has to have some innate sense that this makes sense to them. So many therapists have said, I don't know where to go with this. And you're the first person who's really talked to me about this, but they want it. They really want it. So, and the therapist has to be willing to develop their own skills. Obviously, you have to be a skilled therapist, but to be able to then sit back and not be tied to the technique as much as just being present and being aware. You're still using your knowledge as a therapist. You're still utilizing whatever methodology you use, but you flow with the process from that more of like an altered state, basically. Yes, that, that even resonates with me deeply too, because for me, when I had, I think when it was when I first learned about self-compassion and I experienced some self-compassion meditation that I mm-hmm. suddenly was like aching for something deeply, you know, it was like, I wanted to feel a deep connection within myself. And it was, it was something that I hadn't felt was missing until I felt it. And then I was like, I got to get this. I don't know what I have to do. And that's what led me on the path, you know, to where I am now, which is, I'm still on the path, obviously, hopefully, you know, that's the idea is it's your whole life. But, you know, that is in a way an awakening, because it's like, I didn't know, I didn't know something was missing until I experienced it. And I said, this is what's been missing. And I right. need this. And then I need to help my clients find this too, because it's also been missing in our therapeutic work, you know? Yeah. I mean, I really do believe a transpersonal approach to psychotherapy is the psychotherapy of the future. Mm. And um, I think more and more therapists, clients, individuals, are going to start to just awaken to what they sometimes people call like a soul awareness, you know, or an awareness of their true essence, their true self. 
and whatever you want to call it. You know, I think it's happening somewhat spontaneously as consciousness evolves. And I really do think that this type of psychotherapy will be much more prevalent in the future. And people will have heard about the word transpersonal and they will not think that this is out of the ordinary. So I look forward to those times. Well, and you are really a major part in making that happen as well. So thank you for what you're doing. And so Irene, how can people get involved in what you're offering, your teachings, your classes? And I know obviously your book is first place to start. So where can they find your book to start with? My book, you can get it on amazon.com. You can get it. My book is published by Norton and Company, WW Norton and Company. You can go to their site and buy the book. Um, but Amazon is all over the world. You know, people can certainly get it through amazon.com. And, you know, that's a great starting point is to read the book and see if it, see if it resonates with you. You know, and I have been teaching classes and um, I've been teaching classes for quite a few years at this point. And so I have some live classes. As I mentioned, I taught a course in Hawaii a couple of years ago. EMDR is a transpersonal therapy, a trauma-focused approach for awakening consciousness. And um, I'm teaching it again this coming May 2019, and I'm sure I'll teach it even beyond then. But what I do is, you know, I talk about the EMDR protocol because I am an EMDR therapist, but you don't have to be an EMDR therapist to attend the program. And I bring in a Hawaiian shaman who helps integrate Hawaiian shamanism. Since we are in Hawaii, we have to, you know, bring in the Hawaiian shaman. When in Rome. Right. And so <laughs> it's, a, it's really um, a combination of didactic knowledge. I have people do sessions, you know, practice sessions. Experiential. But I, experiential. But we also are going to sacred sites in Hawaii. We're doing meditation at those sacred sites. So the class becomes transformational as well as educational and in my last class in the meditations again therapists were having amazing experiences that were awakening them they didn't expect it i didn't even expect it so it went beyond my expectations i just held open the door and um some of those therapists have continued on with me with a program that i teach called awakening your light body it was created by Dwayne Dwayne packer and sinea roman and I've been teaching that program since the 90s. I've taught it live. I've taught it from a distance. I've taught it in groups. Recently, I taught it in groups with conference calls. I mean, it was still amazing. So I also teach more therapy-oriented classes. I teach an online program called Applications of Mindful Awareness and Resonance with Psychotherapy. I just now actually started a new cycle of it. It's a four-module class. I do it periodically throughout the year. I'm going to be at um, the Garrison Institute in New York, and I'm going to be there in the end of June, 2019. And there I'm going to teach a course called The Path of the Shaman. So it's not about psychotherapy. It's a weekend of shamanism, and it will really be a path of initiation. And then in August, I'm going to be at Kripalu, and I'm going to be teaching my live program applications of mindful resonance to EMDR. And that's at Kripalu. So, you know, we're going to do a lot of meditating at Kripalu as well as learn these skills. And it's not just for EMDR therapists. It's for anybody in the mental health field. All of my programs, except specifically the um, shamanic one, all of them, I offer continuing education credits 
And I offer, if you are an, an EMDR therapist, you can get EMDR credits as well. That's the EMDR International Association. So, so if you need credits for your licensing and you want to try something new, come and join me. You can find all of this on my website, Dr. Irene Siegel. That's D-R-I-R-E-N-E-S-I-E-G-E-L.com. I have a section there on classes. You could click on that and see all the list of my classes and then click on the ones that really interest you. And I do feel this is my sense of purpose and mission, you know, to kind of bring this forward and, you know, to help other therapists attain their full potential this way. So I'm really very excited about what I'm doing. I'm very excited that my work is getting out there and I invite everybody to join me. Thank you so much. I will put links to everything you mentioned in our show notes so that when people are listening on their phones, they can just click right on it. And, um, you know, I have the book. It's beautiful. And I'm so grateful that you were here today. And I hope you will come back to talk more about EMDR because my audience is asking me, have people on about EMDR? And I don't oh, know. Oh, I love it. So, yes, yeah, that love would it. be wonderful. So we'll arrange Great. that offline. But Irene, thank you so much for sharing your time with us today and talking with us about this. It's been fascinating and very informative. Well, Laura, thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed it. And I do hope we get to talk again about EMDR. So thank you so much. Yes, indeed. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Therapy Chat. That was a fascinating conversation with Dr. Irene Siegel, in my opinion, at least. I know we have talked about shamanism in the past on Therapy Chat and I was really interested in how she uses transpersonal psychotherapy with her clients and how she came to be doing this work. I hope you enjoyed it too. I definitely recommend checking out her book. I have it. I think it's a beautiful book and she has some great resources available for free on her website when you buy her book. So I'd love to know what you think about this episode. Please feel free to reach out using SpeakPipe. I'd love to know what you thought. And as always, I appreciate your reviews of Therapy Chat and subscribing, which really helps the podcast reach more people. Let's Apple know that people like it and or any podcast platform that you use, whether it's Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, Pandora. I'm grateful for all of the feedback that you share. Thank you so much for listening and supporting Therapy Chat. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today.
Just another reminder that if you'd like to become a member of Therapy Chat, supporting the podcast while receiving fun member perks and being able to communicate with me one-on-one, go to patreon.com slash therapy chat. If every subscriber donated just $1 per month, Therapy Chat would be able to keep going strong indefinitely. Thanks so much for your support. Thank you for listening to Therapy Chat with your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, please visit therapychatpodcast.com.